0: Well, welcome to the Black History Matters 365 show again. It is exciting to have you with us on the show today. Real Relationships with Dr. T, the people psychologist. Every single time we record, we always have something new and something that's going to encourage you. Our topic today, I'm going to jump right into it, Dr. T, is why me? The importance of recognizing your uniqueness in life. So hmm. many times we don't understand that. So many times we downplay our own skill set, our own abilities in our own hearts and what God has given us. But we want to encourage you today. Dr. T wants to encourage you today to recognize who you are and what you think of yourself. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Dr. T in today. Hello, sir. How are you?
1: Hello, Sister Joe. I am doing fantastic. And every time I get on here with you, I, it just kicks it up a notch for me. I mean, some of the best things in life, and I really have a blessing to have this exposure, is to sit in with Sister Joanne Scaife. I mean, your life can't help but be changed when you're around somebody like this, in your audience, I tell you what you are just a powerful sister, and you really care about people. when When you think that would be some descriptors of you?
0: oh, yes., mm-hmm. yeah. thank you so much. I do. I care a lot about people and what they do and living out their purpose in life you you do, and I'm one of them. I'm <laughs> one of them. I'm one of the benefactors,
1: <laughs> but but this is such a very interesting topic today when we talk about why me, you know, um, the importance of recognizing you and who you are. Some people, I heard Michael Jordan say this one statement. He said, um, sometimes in order to win the big games, you have to be a little selfish. Mm -hmm. Now, what he was saying was, you had to have a Proper self-importance. Dr. King said this: in order to in order to love other people appropriately, you got to love your own self properly. So we have to get in our mindset that there is nothing wrong with you having a healthy thoughts about who you are and loving yourself properly. That means that in turn with that, in conjunction with that, you don't love on on behalf of that, you don't love anybody else inappropriately because you love yourself properly. That's not what we're saying. A healthy self-identity is good, especially in these days where we have so many societal, so many uh, factors in the media pulling on, trying to tell us who we are. Shoot, we don't even, sometimes we, we... Man, we're running around bipolar because we don't believe everything that somebody else has said about us. We looked at the world and we try to find models in which to think that they speak to who we really are. But the first question I want to start off with is that it's very important to know who you are. And I know that's tied up into a lot of things, you know, your family, your culture. Some some people have gotten tied up to find identity in their job. But no, really, who are you? And whose are you is another important thing. Sometimes we, I think at times we don't really have a healthy identity of who we are because we we even quit on God. We even quit trying to figure out who God is. And God made us in his own image. Mm-hmm. So we're very special. But I'm like the radio audience. Sometimes I vacillate. Sometimes I get down, even on myself. Just the other day, I had a talk with God and I kind of asked him about, you know, what am I really called to do? What have you really chosen me to do? Why have you picked me out of the apple barrel? Why am I such a special apple? And so I want to lead our group today in the scripture text from Galatians 5.1 that said, stand fast. Galatians 5.1, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Mm. Let me read that again. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has set you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Sister Joe, I believe that there's some part of of tie-in with being free and have an identity with yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. Merle Streep said it well. She said, true freedom is understanding that we have a choice in who and what we allow to have power over us. And I believe that the entanglements of this life that tends to compete with us, Mm -hmm. uh, even more than that, to be able to interpret to us who we are and what we are. We have to get down to the gist of That we all have these individual freedoms, freedoms to live, love, live, love, grow, encourage, be encouraged to work, play, learn. Those are freedoms that were given to us. And we also have our powers, our right to act, to speak about things that hindrances, that provide hindrances or restraints on us from realizing uh, our self-identity. I like what you said in one of your presentations one time, Sister Joe, when you said you broke it down into RPD. These are powers or rights to act, as so we have a responsibility. Could you maybe enlighten us a little bit on what you
0: meant yeah. about those? Absolutely, because I think, as you're saying and you're putting it very well, the whole definition of freedom is the way I the way I see it, Doctor T. In, in lining up with you is it is the power or the right to act, to mm. speak or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. And I think that's very important to realize. And that's what Meryl Street is just saying, not allowing anything to cause, uh, uh, to, to tell us what to do, not allowing mm. it to control us. So I broke it down with freedom, with that definition of freedom, I broke it down to R R P D. RPD, these three things about freedom that's very important. One is with freedom, we have a responsibility. That R is for responsibility. A responsibility to walk out this freedom, to speak and to think without any hindrance or restraint, but also a responsibility not only to do what we want to do, but to do what's right. Wow. I think that's very, very key when it comes to freedom, because mm-hmm. so many people think that freedom is for you to act out and to mm-hmm. do what's wrong and to act in a negative way in order to get people's attention, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily so we that freedom releases us from the negativity and empower us towards positivity. We have yeah. to realize that and that's a responsibility that's the r the p in freedom of the RPD is priceless. We have to realize that freedom has no price tag. Nobody should be putting a price tag on freedom for you. If people Mm -hmm. are holding you back and -hmm. trying to charge you for what you believe in and and your freedom to give, to work, to play, or any of that, then that's wrong because it's no price tag. It's priceless. And because it's priceless, it's precious as well. And then the D in the RPD is discipline. Some of these things we have to walk, we have to discipline ourselves to walk in every day when it comes to freedom. Because if we're gonna walk without hindrance or restraint, there's a discipline that comes with that. It's a mindset to say that I am gonna walk Without any hindrance or anybody getting in my way, and I'm going to do the things that I feel as though God has called me to do, and that's mm. a discipline. We have to discipline ourselves to walk, to speak, and to think like that every single day.
1: Man, you're sister Joe. I, I want to I want to say to the audience too today that I really think freedom is more. Freedom of being you is more concerned with what you think than the way you act. True freedom is the mind. It's how you think you're free or not that mm-hmm. puts you in chains. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about how we act freedom. You. How can you act free? Well, I would say you got to be able to think free before you can even act free. Because <laughs> you ain't thinking free. You locked up. Mm-hmm. And many of us are, 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 that's where it starts. It it comes in the what's that scripture that talks about be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind?
0: Romans, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Yes.
1: Amen. The renewal happens in the head. It's what you think. And we got so many, we have so many ways in this world that tries to chain our minds to make us think we're not free. I I like this quote that says, you are the embodiment of information you choose to accept and to act upon. To change your circumstances, you need to change your thinking. Hence, it will change the way you react. If your thinking is not right, if your thinking is not lined up to be free, even if you don't even know." who you are and who you are, you in a mess. Yes. So, and we need to understand another thing, just be in our mistakes does not make us a smaller. I remember I used to like this quote too, that just because you made a mistake don't mean you're a mistake.
0: Mm, I like that too. That's really.
1: Mm -hmm. we, We just internalize this, the way that we, it prevents us from being free. Uh, and the constraints of society and 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 the freedom to do what we want to do is tied into like you said in your presentation freedom from the constraints of society freedom to do what we want to do but that freedom adds a responsibility not just to do what we want but a freedom to be who we were meant to be and that's god's purpose for our life it's an, it's impo- it's impossible to be Free, unless you truly understand what God has called you to be. That's, we need to get back to that, Sister Joe.
0: When you think, yes, absolutely. I mean, because when you begin to walk in what you feel that God and the Spirit leads you to, um, to walk in what God has called you to do, you're a freer person. You're a truer person. You're more authentic to your mm. real self. You are just more authentic. But the less we have a mindset of this freedom in Christ, as you read in the scripture, the less we will become who we really are. I believe that wholeheartedly. But as I walk in Christ and I learn about God and who he is, and he opens the path for me to see my skill set, my ability and everything that he's given me, where I come from, because you have to take all those things into consideration, like you said, there's a lot of things that make up that freedom, and there's a lot of things that make up that uniqueness about you. They yeah. are all from God, and so as I grow in Him, I need to realize and and stay awake about what's happening with my life as I walk in Him because I'm becoming truer and truer and truer to myself daily. Mm, but that's growth. That, that, that's growth. Um,
1: you know, I even, you know, heard Jay-Z say this one time, he said, you know, cause I began to ask those questions when I was telling you, I was on the bedside there and I was asking God, you know, what is my gift? And I've got a gift of encouragement. And I began to ask God, I said, yeah, everybody's an encourager. I mean, you've got a lot of encouragers out here. You know, what makes me different? And I remember a quote that Jay-Z said, God has given everybody a particular, he's called everybody to do something special that only they could do. And our job is to try to, or our role or our, or our pursuit should be trying to figure that out, asking him. And that's how you do it. Just ask him, you know, spend time in prayer and ask God, what, what are you called to be? And when, whatever he tells you, that's it. Now, usually when he tells you that, you know what we do. We start comparing it against the world. Instead of comparing what God says to the value that God sees in us, we compare it to the world to try to validate what God has or has not given us. That's the worst thing we could do. We take what God says, and then all of a sudden we go back to the world to validate it. Mm-hmm. See, it goes back to that constraints of society. When God speaks to you and tells you something, you know, then we want to go to the world and say, okay, well, then everybody else, that's what I did. There's a lot of people in the world with that. What does that mean? Just because there's people in the world with a gift like that means that mind's invalidated? We use the litmus test of the world and the constraints of society to determine what we are called to do. And that's where where we make our mistakes. That's where we start to fall. Um, We have to line up what God says to who he is and what he has as a value. And so what he told me was the value is you. Mm -hmm. Now, he could take the gift of encouragement that I have, but there's a lot of people that can encourage, but nobody can encourage like I do because I'm me. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to me, God's call is the will of God to do something in this life for what he's given you to do. But he wants to do it. What makes it special is the work that he put in you. That's the gift that he has you to do is to live out that gift in a world that needs that through the vessel in which God has put that in. So here here, is how that looks. Let me make it practical. I went to to a bank and told this lady who was struggling with her daughter that was in a particular call. And I just told her about, I believe God's given me the gift of encouragement. And I said, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that has an encouragement. She said, you would be surprised. Although there may be, but there's not anybody that can do it like you. Even your DNA is different. You know, everybody has a DNA that makes them the person that they are, and nobody has that blueprint. Mm. So we have to understand that in freedom, you are special. That's the first freedom you have to understand. You have a freedom that makes you, freedom makes you special. And you are that special person that God has ordained and made and put in. Put in your body to make you like you are. The gift is what you use. The call is God's gift in you, that work in you. And so I give myself to people. That's the work that God's given me to do. And nobody can do it better than you.
0: Right. Absolutely. No one can do it better than you, than what you do. So it sounds as though you are challenging us to, 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 think or just remember how we think of ourselves. You're challenging us to say, right. how do we think of ourselves? You know, right. what is it? What do you think about who you are and what God has called you to do? Mm. And the weakness is put in your life. Am I right? You are well, challenging You're right.
1: Us. You're right. And he's trying to unlock our minds because there's somebody out there today, I'm sure in the million listeners that you have, Sister Joe, on this podcast, that. They're locked up in their mind. And so if you got a locked up mind, you got a locked up gift. And so in order for God to really work through you, He's got to unlock the way you think about not the call, but about you. See, Mm -hmm. God had to unlock me from me. And so we want what we are trying to do today is we're trying to unlock you today, to unlock the way that you've been thinking about you. Because until you are truly free in yourself, you can't unlock, you gotta get unlocked first. And then you're able to use that gift that God's given you to walk in that freedom of being you. Because if you can live in this total freedom of you,
0: man, you can just turn the world, you can set the world on fire, right? Right, absolutely. Then you can answer the question, why me? You will answer your own question why Hmm. me? (laughs) When you unlock, when you allow the freedom that God has put you in um, to come about and you begin to change your mindset way, you can answer that question. And I always say when some people say, why me? I always say, why not?
1: You. Hmm. Absolutely. I think it's attached to what you used to say in your presentations. It gives you a sense of knowing your worth I mean if you don't have a good self worth you know what you're worth I mean Christ gave his life for you he knows your worth and so we have to go back to him stop going to the world to find out what you're worth if you want <laughs> if you want the world to determine your worth man you'll be worth something today and you won't be worth 2 cents tomorrow So stop running after the world's definition of what you're worth. And how do we do that? Well, we look at Hollywood movie stars or we listen to. You know, we we find our worth in what other people have set the example as. Go back to Christ. Christ gave his life for you. It was worth him giving his life for you. And it was a worthy cause for him to give you value. And then you have to embrace that. You have to say, wow, okay, I do have value. Christ has set me free. Don't be entangled with the affairs of this world, <clears throat> this yoke of bondage. Stand fast in the liberty with, with Christ has made you free. There you go. See, then you understand what you're worth when Christ, see, that's what Christ wants us to do. He wants mm-hmm. us to find how much the worth that he gave for us, how worthy we are in his eyes then you have a value of you. Most people will say, that's old-fashioned. That's not That's not the right paradigm. Then, okay, how is it working for you? <laughs> how is it working for you to find all your worth and worth in all these things and not seeing your worth in Christ? Mm-hmm. We need to get released from that bondage of trying to, find our value or our self-worth in all this stuff in this world. There's nothing wrong with the things in the world, but we need to be in the world and not so much of it. Christ is wanting to set you free. He wants to set you free. Because then once you're set free in Christ, he said that person is free indeed. Who's free in Christ? Mm -hmm. So try the world's way if you want to, I'm telling you what it did to me. It got me more confused. It got me off track. It got me distracted. It got me answering that question on my bedside after being in ministry for over 30 some years. I shouldn't even be asking that question. Why me? Why am I like everybody else? Because in essence, I'm really not. (laughs) You
0: have your own
1: uniqueness. And and you have your own uniqueness, Sister Joe. and the world has no. your own uniqueness in their work. Mm-hmm. But Christ sets the worth factor. He answers the worth question. Yes. Everywhere else that I've tried to find that answer to that question has wound up disappointing me. And it puts me back at, square, at, at, at ground zero, where I'm nothing, where I think I'm nothing, where I think that I'm like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But Christ paid the price. And he sets the worth. And he also, it is him who puts the work in you. It is Christ who both works, who both works the will in you to do his good pleasure. See, that's what let me say this. Can I break this down, Sister Joe? Yes. Everybody, under the sound of our voice today, if you will accept Christ, if you will even acknowledge. The value of him giving his life for you. The supreme worth of God is you. So he gave his life because he counted you worthy. And he counted His, his he worthy to die for. I mean, a person that dies for you, that's a great word. Mm-hmm. So now that you know that, now in turn, that was for you and the world, but specifically for you. Now he didn't just do that, just to stand, stay right there. Now he—that's his will. He puts his will in you to do his work in this world, mm. and he does it via through that gift that mm-hmm. he's placed in you. That gift in you is God's work in you for the world. Now you've got to just now. What does that mean, Doctor T? Okay. He died for you so that he can, in turn, thats his—that's that was his will for the world, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, to whosoever shall believe in him shall have eternal life, and that life is in his son. Now, okay, that's the will of God, is to save people to him. Mm-hmm. Now, because of that, The byproduct is that then he put a work in you, meaning that he put a gift in you that he wants to work in you. Then he gave the Holy Spirit to work alongside you to do the work in the world. So you don't have to do it by yourself. That's the beautiful thing about Jesus Christ is that you ain't even got to do it. (laughs) Just let him do it through you. You just understand Mm. that you've been set apart to do a particular work. And Christ is working along with you to work that out in this world. Then it's touchdown. Live your life like that. That's the freedom. So Mm -hmm. now I'm understanding that more and more in my life. Mm -hmm. That although I may have a gift in me or work in me that is similar to what other people may have, it's the specialness of me and it's the specialness of you, Sister Joe, and it's the specialness of our listening audience. That God has set that apart. So all you got to do is continue to do that very thing that you see other people do. But let me tell you this: nobody can do it like you. Mm. So it's not, so I always say, often imitated, but never duplicated. Mm. You cannot be, you can be duplicated. You can be imitated, but you can never be duplicated. So just set it. Set it, set set in your mind what God has given you to do. Allow the Holy Spirit to work alongside what that is and just do it out in the world, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Be bold about be bold. it. Be bold about it. <laughs> and be bold. You're right. Be, be, you're right. Be bold about it. You're, you're exactly right. You're the one that God has called to do that particular gift. Number one, he's already saved you from the world. He saved you from death. And guess what? My definition of death is dead. There's nothing you could do to earn what Christ has done for you. You were dead and spent your trespasses and sin. He sent Christ to bring you from death to life. Now, what life? To live out the work of Christ in you to the world. That's it. That right there is it. That's freedom.
0: Yes. To me. Yes. Amen. That's good. That's a great way to break it down. As Amen. Robert Frost say, freedom lies in being bold about what you know. Ah, <laughs> my, my, my. And Sister Joe,
1: you are absolutely right, right on. And life's biggest question is what am I responsible for? And what is what is the other person's responsibility for themselves? That's you, those are two biggest life questions. Mm-hmm. What am I responsible for? And what are others responsible for in their own lives? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To try to figure those two things out. So Galatians 5 also tells us that we ran well. You did run well with the liberty that Christ gave you. Mm -hmm. What hindered you from obeying the truth? I'm going to ask you a question today. What's hindering you from obeying the truth? That you Mm. are special. That God has called you toward a truth that's special, only true to you. What's hindering you? What's holding you back? The Bible says this persuasion came not of him that called you. No. For you were called unto liberty. Only not use your liberty that God has called you for an occasion of the flesh, but by love serve one another. Mm. That's the call. Right? Right
0: there. That's the call. Right there. hmm <laughs> In ghetto terms, right there, right there. I like yes, that. You. Very good, very good stuff. Now, in summing up, why me? Answer that question for us. Why
1: me? Why not you? <laughs> That's the answer. Why not you? Psalms 119.45, you shared in so many times in, in your presentation, Sister Joe says it well. Do you mind reading that?
0: Yes, it says, I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. Amen. Man Mm -hmm. or
1: woman doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word, every precept that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Don't ask the world, what, why me? Ask God, what about me? What's so special about me that you would call me to do this? And that's okay. Moses said the same thing. Moses said, I ain't eloquent, man. I, I, I don't know how to even talk. God is not looking for someone that thinks that they got it all together. He All he wants you to do is obey his precepts. Mm-hmm. Obey the freedom. Because within his precepts, within his call, is a sense of personal freedom. You ain't going to get free unless you do what God's told you to do. Obey his precepts. Then true freedom is living that out in this world. Mm -hmm. So y'all want to end with this. Okay, There's nothing better for me in my life right now. I mean, I, I thank God for the education I've obtained. I, I thank God for all the experiences that I've had, you know, um, but the true time that I became free was when I understand that my paradigm and the way that I figured this whole thing about freedom and the way God showed me to figure it out was that I have to listen to what he said and do what he tells out in the world. I'm telling you guys, that's freedom. Look, look, Jay, Z said it. He said, man and woman's life is is God has given us a gift to do. And just figure that out with God and go do it. Simple. Steve Harvey said it. Certain people in the world said it. Now, the Bible says that people in the world are a lot smarter than the people in the kingdom. If you were tuned into this show looking for some other answer other than that, stop chasing the lie follow the truth. If you want to get free, go ask God, free me up. What am I supposed to do? And when he says it, guess what? Three words,
0: go do it. That's free. That, my friends, is freedom. Go and do it. Do what God has called you to do. Because you are free indeed. And Thank you, you so are well. special yes and you are special as well. That's the word for today. Thank you for joining joining us on BHM365 where the wisdom, the knowledge, the encouragement and everything else keeps coming every every episode.